Welcome to edition 126 of On the Ball, the goalless draw at Wigan of Norwich City podcasts. I am Michael Bailey. I cover the Canaries for The Athletic and I hope this finds you safe and well because on the way we have 90 minutes of our lives we'll never get back. I'm not talking about this podcast. Just make that clear. I'm talking about the weekend. Uh, 88 point train leaves the station and our biggest hopes for a Carroll Road double header. Uh, we will work through all that and more with our guests this week, who are Norwich number one chief at NCFC numbers, also known as our very own Steve Sanders. Evening, Michael. We have author of the official history of Norwich City and purveyor of fine jumpers. It is Zoe Morgan. Good evening, Michael. And also someone with a fine jumper that will uh, we'll exp- we'll expand on that for the audio listeners. Don't worry. We have uh, another on the ball debutant and another former member of the Norwich City media team. Are there any of them left? Who knows? Uh, who now works for Tottenham Women? It is Stephen Wright. Thank you for having me on, Michael. Um, always a, a proud moment to make your debut, of course, and, and pull on the jersey. It's a strong start. It's a strong start from Stephen there. Uh, and he has literally pulled on the jersey, <laughs> which we are going to talk about momentarily. Um, we should just say apologies. Uh, we were not on last week. Completely my fault for being ill. Sorry about that. Uh, I am now no longer ill. So that's... And- and also mine for just not, not being bothered to to do it. Like you asked, I was like, eh, what happened to Bristol City? No, 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 no. So, yeah. Bit too honest there, Steve. But yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, <laughs> I turned we, up this week at least. We, we, we turned down the opportunity to talk about a 1-0 defeat at Bristol City. So we could talk about a 0-0 draw at Wigan. Mm-hmm. What's, what's been there? How are you, Steve? Are you, are you, are you well? I'm very well. I'm very excited to see if we can finally get it under an hour. I know, like, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like this is the ultimate test of that. If we don't do it this week, we will never do it. And uh, thanks, everyone, for, for joining us. I some I kind of feel podcast dreadful games. Hopefully we can... Uh, I didn't catch all of that because the connection was a bit slow, but it was probably bodes incredibly well for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> um, it was like it was like watching Norwich for ninety minutes in the space it, just for about. Just, what, what did you say, Steve? Just say it again. I'm maybe well, the audio recording will be fine. Ironically, I was saying that um, I think this is <laughs> often the best yes. best podcast. Am, am I am yes. I still audible? Often the best yeah, podcasts yeah. are the ones after the worst games. However, I think Excellent. I might already be disproving that theory. <laughs> Well, yes, maybe not. Who knows? I'm excited. I'm excited. But then maybe I'm just easily pleased. Zoe, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Currently benefiting from paying full attention to about 50% of Norwich's games at the moment, which is about the same as the players. So um, I like to mirror, mirror that. Exactly. No, don't be negative. We'll <laughs> uh, it's fair to say, Stephen, Zoe, you, you haven't watched all of the game on Saturday? Is that fair to say? Did did purchase the uh, Radio Norfolk commentary because I am, of course, outside of Norfolk, so we we, we don't get access to it uh, unless we pay two pounds fifty. Uh, so I did listen to most of the game on the radio. Wow! Yeah, you, you spent two pounds fifty on on listening to the game. Good, that's good. Steve, sorry, Steve, sorry. Uh, I I did the same. Um, my my usual methods of uh, watching away games are not proving as reliable as they no. often do. Let's all those yeah. All those official streams, it just they can be, you know, if they're not available, they're not available. You can't do much about that. That's just the way it is. 
Um, Stephen, welcome to the podcast. You are in a resplendent uh, yellow jumper with green stripe. I certainly am. Uh, it's got 1902 on there as well. well that's um, very famous year. I think that this was uh, a gift from someone in the marketing team a few years ago, uh, Ian Webster, who is affectionately known as Fletch in the club. Um, can't really remember why, but um, thank you, Ian, for this <laughs> all these years later. Well done, Fletch, or Web, Web, I want to call him Web, Web, oh no, let's just stop. Um, well, it was given to you for this very moment. Exactly, it's foresight, yeah, it's new three years ago that this was going to happen. Every, everyone inside Carrow Road must know if you're in the media team at some point you're going to end up on this podcast, <laughs> possibly as a regular, so that's it's exciting. Uh, did you catch much of Liam's performance uh, two weeks ago? I did, I watched it, yeah. Um, yeah are you happy with it? Are you, are you, you know, looking forward very, to following in his footsteps? fact to follow yet yeah. i did get the chance to go to the bristol city game but uh, as for the wigan one it's just been a case of watching the highlights on youtube for me <laughs> that must have taken a long oh. time um you did you yes you you went to the bristol city game didn't you have fun did you have fun at the bristol bearing in mind i think you were among the crew who would have said uh you had a great trip that was you know had a bit of a blip in the middle which was the match yeah i, I had fun <laughs> until the game i think the best thing about Bristol City away was actually stopping at Gloucester Services. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever had the Unparalleled, unparalleled service. Is it? Is it? I don't know. What what, what makes it so, it's so great? It's like of Lord of the Rings when you first pull up and you see that it's sort of shaped into the landscape of the hills above. Not that I've seen Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> the, the pie that I had there was very nice. Yeah, lots of artisanal pastries, breads, uh, farm shop, a duck pond. Uh, oh, wow! So how close, how close is this to Bristol? Is it? It was, it it was very... on the way from where I was travelling from. It was about halfway between Oxford and, and Bristol. Okay. Um, wow. But even if it's not on the way, you should go anyway. I don't think I'm going to get the chance to see... Oh. Well, at some point I will go there. I don't know how or why or when. But when I do, I will take a picture. Uh, Stephen as I have to keep remembering to call you tonight. Thank you for joining us. It's going to be one hell of a pod, I'm sure. Um, uh, yeah, I am, uh, for those not what for those not watching live, I am, uh, I'm wearing another uh, Fresh Shirts UK donation for tonight. It's got yellow in it again. That's good. What was the one I wore last time? Oh, it's the Dortmund shirt, wasn't it? That's right. We didn't really have yellow in it at all, <laughs> but never mind. Uh, this, is, this is a shirt. Now... <laughs> Either I'm going to look incredibly stupid or really, really knowledgeable. Um, that is uh, a shirt of the club Racing Club de Lens. <laughs> because I'm sure it's Lens, but maybe it's not. I mean, it should be long, obviously long, if I was speaking en français. Um, Which you would I, be I, if you were in on on long, I guess. Uh, is it, is it Lens? I thought it was Lens. I, I did not in an idiot way and thought that's genuinely how it's pronounced. So if anyone's watching live and can either shoot me down in flames, as so often happens, or back me up, um, either way. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice fitting shirt. But, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's a bit... It's a bit and it's, a shoppy, on the, it's shoppy, a shoppy shoppy on the front. Mm. Yeah. It's got a touch of rugby league about it, I'd say. It has, yeah, it's a good shout. Mm. Um, well, of course, it's pronounced Chopai in French. So, <laughs> uh, Right, um, enough of all this, because it's not good for the audio listeners. Uh, although I'll take a picture. I'll take a picture mid-podcast. That's exciting. And then that will obviously double up. And you'll be able to see that on the socials, my socials. Anyway, uh, for those watching us live on your chosen social media platform, uh, we do also want to hear from you. 
during the pod, uh, the course of the podcast. It can be on absolutely anything. Get your comments and questions in. And if you want to contribute, but you are not watching live, you can still do that. Email us. The address is twitterkers at icloud.com. Uh, which just reminds me, there's an email I need to find during the course of this podcast so we can read out, which I will do, obviously, in a bit. Um, let's crack on, though, in the meantime, with this week's Headline Act. Ah, uh, yes, the irony of trying to make this podcast quite short stroke normal time uh, but also having three games really to catch up on, which we don't have to go into great, uh, great um, detail about, obviously. But uh, essentially, Norwich lost at Bristol City, one nil. They then beat Hull, hurrah, three, one, one. <laughs> was it? <laughs> and then they drew in a goalless draw at Wigan, nil nil. What could be more championship than that, Steve? One win, one draw, one defeat, all fun. Yeah, uh, and what could be more championship mid-table than that, which I suppose oh. is currently where we're sitting. Um, yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Let's no. crack on. Uh, <laughs> we, we've got to get this under That's an hour. Really, really, I'm gunning for that. Um, yeah, mixed bag, mixed bag. And uh, I don't know. It, I was trying to sort of uh, reconcile with myself whether I feel positive or more positive or less positive. I mean, I... I I think the the real plus to take out of it is that we put in a, a genuinely good performance and a win in a home game, which let's be honest, I think we all needed to see that. I think Carrow Road needed to see it. Um, it had been four months um, and it seems like we're either really good or we're really not very good. And uh, the game on Saturday kind of, um, it, it felt very Daniel Farker's first season, if I'm honest, um, in the, we didn't seem to have that much cutting edge. We we looked like we're still building something, um, but we don't really look like a top six team. Um, now, that could be completely disproven, but I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to up it, which sounds odd because ten points from the first six games under David Wagner is, is really not that bad, and on that trajectory we will get sixty nine points if we kind of follow on from that, which. We'll that is not the 88-point train, Steve. Oh, no, yeah. Sorry, I've... Um... I'm so short of that train. <laughs> yeah, I've it's left like 19 points. I've dropped 19 points off at a station there somewhere, the haven't I? Is so um, mess the train is in. <laughs> and and four of those games have been away. So four out of the first six have been away. We've taken 10 points. That you would sort of take, but it does feel like we've lost... The train has lost a bit of momentum. We need to throw a bit more a bit more coal in the, I don't know, the engine. Did you put coal in the Yes, they do. Yes. If we're talking about Thomas, the tank engine, which it does feel like we're sort of chasing at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, Percy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, was there a David in Thomas, the tank engine? Don't think there was, was there? Um, and on that note... I, mean, I could start listing... I could start listing Thomas, the tank engine characters. I would quite... That could be a new podcast regime for when the football, you know derails completely maybe. Yeah, it could be a summer project there must have been a david the diesel or something like that surely mm. well the, the diesel was just called diesel i think it was yeah. just called diesel yeah. uh, well, we can call some... david wagner david the diesel for the purposes of this analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah why not um anyway I've, I've really i have fittingly run out of steam but uh <laughs> I, don't know what I was trying to make there 
Well, I'm, I'm, all I'm doing now is thinking about Thomas the Tank Engine characters. So, um, Zoe, what can you do to distract me from that? I did, literally, in the middle of that, I was trying to remember Hull's goal because I was like, what? I couldn't even remember when they scored or how they scored. So I've remembered now it was a bit goal. of an accident, wasn't start, it? <laughs> yeah. Well, funny that. Yeah, there were a lot of accidents against Wigan. I mean, they Norwich were, were quite, well, I mean, I don't know. They, they tried very hard not to draw the game nil-nil. I suppose that's a credit to them. <laughs> it's it's weird, isn't it, the way we keep making mistakes? Like, it, it it's really weird. And it's not just one player. It's, it's sort of all of them, and it keeps going. And I kind of can excuse it sort of, you know, as you're getting into a season or you're getting used to new teammates and all of this, but they've been playing t- with each other most of the season right now we're getting towards the end and they're still doing it multiple times a game and it's it's very odd because you don't see other teams doing it all the time you, you know the odd one but it not not like we do and we're supposed to be I know we're not but we're supposed to be one of the most experienced high quality squads in this league and it I don't know what it is is it a lack of concentration is it uh, yeah I don't I don't know I think with some of them sometimes it is but yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, but I did enjoy very much my Valentine's Day at, uh, for the whole game. Oh, what yeah. Better, it was... What better way to spend <laughs> Valentine's Day than with the, the loves of your life, which is which is nice. <laughs> See them, you know. It was a, there was a couple in front of the press box at Carroll Road. Um, it's, all, it's all flooding back to me now. It's lovely. Um, uh, I, you know, and the guy bought, bought his partner presumably i don't presume <laughs> so now they were both there together and and she had a rose so presumably that was organized and perfectly fine <laughs> so that, <laughs> yeah. could be a re- i should have i'm a journalist i should have accosted them both and and held them both to account as to why they were there but you know it looked like a lovely scene yeah, it's probably not in the spirit of Valentine's Day accosting a, a couple one of whom has brought a rose with them but you know it depends, you know, you're in a public place. It's up to you to then deal with the consequences of that. <laughs> Said like a true Spoken journey. like a true journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, sure romance. Exactly, exactly. I, I mean, the point is I, I got a little bit of stick for suggesting that maybe there weren't, there were a few more empty seats than I was expecting when I looked up on the 81st minute, which wasn't like any great statement. It was just like, look, oh, I've noticed this. Here's a picture of it. And then all of a sudden, some people thought I was... You know, having a go at everyone, which I wasn't. But I mean, what is it fair to say that maybe not everyone goes to Cow Road on Valentine's night? Is that is that a thing? It's definitely fair to say because it's it's factually true, isn't it? It can only fit twenty seven thousand in for a start. So, Good. Um, oh, Steve, you've not. I'm just that. That's the answer. So I'm not going to say. Anything. Also, a Valentine's Valentine's night makes no odds to me whatsoever. So, <laughs> <laughs> as I'm sure it's probably the case for a lot of our fans. <laughs> I did. Um, I did go through. I, I've got the, the football app that tells you all the games you've been to if you're sad enough to update it. Um, so I did have a little look at all the games I've been to on Valentine's night. I mean, it's quite a few. It's you know, uh, or Valentine's Day because obviously sometimes it's a Saturday. Which uh, this is so dull. I'm sorry, no, uh, but not as dull as Saturday. I, I did um, go on. The, sorry, sorry to interrupt. But no, very, no, please do, Steve. Please end yeah, this now. Very important piece of, uh, piece of information. Um, I did go on a date at Carrow Road to see Jimmy Carr when he uh, when he came to to Carrow Road, but I've not been to a football match there on a date. How did how, as a, as a you know without 
how was it as a dating experience? You know, just yeah. A, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was right. He was quite funny, if you like that sort thank, of thing. Thank goodness. <laughs> was it not your choice? No, it was. It was my choice. Oh, yeah. okay. That's because I, I was hoping you'd been expecting him to be quite funny. Um, yes, that is but, the yeah. idea. <laughs> um, on something that's not very funny, uh, Stephen, <laughs> to get that right, um, uh, Tamer Pookie, obviously, what was rested for Hull because in the minds of some, he was obviously the problem. Norwich's best quality player was definitely the problem. Uh, so that was why he then got rested. Um, he then got rested, obviously, and then injured himself during the rest, um, thus ruling him out now for the forthcoming game. And I mean, he might be back for, for Saturday, but it seems unlikely. Um and so we're all on, you know, and now Josh Sargent's injured as well, which is which is a shame. Uh, Norwich do only have Adam Eder, Stephen. Um, is, is this an issue? Well, for, for me personally, I don't think there's much wrong with Adam Eder. I think he's a, a really good forward. And um, I've, for quite a long time, I've kind of wanted him to properly get, get his chance. Um, obviously, he's had a lot of injury issues, hasn't he? So he's not really been afforded that. But um, I like the look of him, I think. Last season, obviously, uh, under Dean Smith in the Premier League, a lot of fans say that there weren't any real positive moments. But there was that um, win against Everton when I remember Brandon Williams sort of set up Adamida and he scored a really clinical sort of striker's goal. And I just think I, I want to see more of that from him, really. Um, so I'm not too worried about him featuring. But I know a lot of people have been kind of talking about Abu Kamara um, recently as well. And could he be involved in the squad? whether he would get, you know, 10 minutes at the end of the next game, I don't, don't know, but um, I, won't, I wouldn't be against seeing it if that were the case. Yeah, I missed the press conference today, um, but I've, I've caught up on most of it. I don't think Abu Kamar came up in it, but it did strike me against Wigan that there weren't many striker options on the bench, um, Steve. And I suppose that's more the point. It's I, Some people have sort of, been a little bit critical of what Adam offered on Saturday, which isn't fair because he had literally nothing really to work with, I thought. Um, but probably the bigger issue is just the depth of then striker options because, let's be honest, David Wagner hasn't really got any at the moment. It's literally one player and hope for the best, surely. Yeah. Well, um, I see. It's, it's happened. It's happened already. It happened. <laughs> we just have to both talk at the same time. Steve, Steve, you go first. Me, me, Steve. Yes, um, you're Steve. Okay. Well, to be fair, I, I still think my Wi-Fi is dodgy, so it could go down at any second, in which case Steve, Stephen is ideally placed to take over. <laughs> um, I was going to completely agree with uh, his point, actually. I, I'm very much um, of the mind that it's good that Ed is getting an opportunity. He's had to really wait for it. Um, I was looking at the games he's played, and um, he played he played five, um, five in a row, I think think sort of towards the end of last season and then he had, didn't actually start another game for uh, I think it was 11 months in the end so um, and his next start was the game under Alan Russell uh, against Reading so he's, he's not really had the opportunity but the, the, the main problem as you say Michael is, is the lack of options around him so it's slightly unfortunate for him that he's come in at this time because he might be being judged slightly unfairly it, we, we finished the game with him and then the three behind him uh, against Wigan were Jolis, Nunez and Gibbs. Now, <laughs> you know, it was one of those where you just couldn't imagine that attacking unit somehow functioning together to score a goal. I was looking at who we started the season with and we had on our books Puki, Sargent, Ida, Hugill, Rashitza, Campwell, Dowell, Hernandez, Sinani, Ramsey, 
and Rowe. Uh, now, Rowe's obviously been injured most of the season. A couple of those got loaned out. But by my reckoning, Ida, Campbell and Dowell of those 11... Sorry, Ida, Dowell and Hernandez of those 11 players, the only ones who are going to be available to us on Tuesday. It just seems like... I'm not saying we've done the wrong thing by shipping some of them out. And obviously injuries do happen. But I don't really understand how we've got to a point where we've had all those attacking options and we're now down to basically the bare bones. That would be Aaron Ramsey, who's currently playing for Middlesbrough, who are chasing down second spot at a rate of knots and Norwich decided to send back. Yeah. That yeah, one. that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just check him. Um, we've got Angus back in goal as well, Zoe. Uh, that's all happened since we were last on the pod. Um, is, that, is that a good thing? I feel like the debate between, I mean, I'm saying this as someone who will probably write a piece on the debate between them both, because I've already done that five times. Um, is there really a debate? Are they just like quite similar? And, you know, it's like, it's like you're in goal until you make enough mistakes that the other guy gets another go. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny situation, isn't it? Um, not having a very clear number one. Um, I think I spoke about this last time I was on, but... I'd probably, of, I'd, <laughs> probably. I defended his uh, Wagner's choice to pick Cruel in the first place. Like I, I don't, I didn't see how that was a massive deal. But I also, like now, now gun, guns back in. I think it's like again, it's not a massive deal. I don't think that we are not faultless without either <laughs> one of them. They both make mistakes. They've both got areas in which they can improve. I think. Angus gets away with it a little bit more because he's not so quite so outwardly eccentric. I would I would say, um, which uh, you know, Krull has these moments where you can tell his mind is going five thousand miles an hour, and I don't think that really helps him put calm in the in the minds of the crowd. And um, that game, I can't even remember. Oh, the Burnley game, yes, of course, the Burnley game when the crowd sort of spent most of the first half sort of sarcastically groaning or sh doing sharp intakes of breath every time Cruel or one of the defenders got the ball. I'm not sure that helps anyone necessarily, um, but I don't think that that is the type of thing that would happen with Gunn in goal because I don't think people react in the same way to him. So even when, though he is not devoid of mistakes himself, I feel like there's a little bit less anxiety in the crowd sometimes when he's playing. I think the thing that gets me now is that, I don't know, please argue with me on this, but Stephen, you can answer this first if you wish. Um, it suddenly feels like the whole thing needs loads of transition, like the whole squad needs shaking up. You're looking at it and just thinking, oh, okay, David Wagner, that's great. But, you know, these players, it, it needs so much work. Um I don't really understand how it all sort of got to this point, really, because this this was supposed to be a team that would just bounce back. The squad is supposed to be better than it was. It shouldn't be like, oh, no, no, we now need to rip it up entirely and just start again. I don't, it's, it just, I don't know how, but I do, I could probably write a good piece on it, but it does seem to have just like landed like that now. Yeah, some of these players have been here for, for quite a long time now. Um, obviously, Mac, Max Aarons is closing in on his 200th game, I think, possibly tomorrow. Tomorrow? Um, good knowledge. Um, not, I'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing. And I think that on the, the goal... You're blaming Max Aarons. Yep, that's, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> write an article on that. Um, <laughs> on the, Funny uh, you should say that, because on the Athletics... No, I'm only joking. 
no, nothing against him. Um, on the on the goalkeeper situation, I think we're we're fortunate to have both of them, and I think that there will there will come a time in the season in important games when you kind of need the personality that Krul has as well. Um, whether whether it's called Housery when we concede a penalty and he needs to get in the striker's head somehow. Shousery. Um, that's that's the one, yeah. Shousery. <laughs> I think it's good to have them both. Um, I think both most most teams in the championship would be happy to have either one of the keepers, let alone both of them. Um, but yeah, no, the point, like you said, Michael, that there are quite a few players that have been there for a good number of years now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see in the summer kind of how many uh, ins and outs there are, I think. It's interesting. I hosted the TIFO podcast earlier today and uh, we, we spoke a bit about Emmy Martinez, who is obviously probably the best at Shalsery. Um And also it was one of the, you know, ignoring Norwich for a minute because that was terribly dull. Watching a Jorginho's shot go in off his head remains one of the funniest moments of the weekend. <laughs> I, I really like Emmy Martinez, but it was just very funny. Um, and, we you know, I sat in the Wigan uh, press box uh, and got to see Emmy Buendia's nutmeg, uh, not nutmeg, a uh, dummy, which is, you know, it's the best football I saw all weekend. <laughs> so there we go. Um, that's grand. Okay. Well, um, yeah. We we build the squad, Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't, even while we're discussing, I can't work out whether that's something we should do or not. I just think like on paper, you look at the, you know, you think Gunn and Goal, Max Aarons, Grant Hanley, Omabamadeli and Janulis, that should work as a back five, shouldn't it? It should work. Like I, I, I agree with Zoe. I can't I can't really work out why they keep just passing the ball to the opposition because <laughs> we know that they that's not the way they've always played. But that should work. Then Sergeant, that you feel, you know, if he wants to stick around, would be a good focal point next season. Kenny has just signed a new deal, so he's he's in for the foreseeable. And I actually think Sarah is turning into a player who who could be a force for us next season. But it's it's definitely it definitely does feel like it needs freshening up in the same way that when the kind of the Alec Neal I want to say dynasty but that feels like too grand a term <laughs> no, for that team that, that went down dynasty. and and came ninth um they basically you know Weber came in and kind of tore it up and, and got rid of a load of the play you know you think Johnny Housen at that time you you wouldn't have wanted to lose Housen but Weber was quite happy to to let him go, I think, in the end. And I think a few other players went at that time as well. Maybe John Ruddy, Ryan Bennett. So maybe it is time to cut loose one or two of the players who we think, well, they're really good championship players, but maybe we just need to try a new approach. That's going to be a big decision, I think, to make in the summer because we've said it before, we've only signed five players this season. Uh, three of them have been on loan. Marquinhos we haven't even seen yet and Ramsey's gone back. So this is a squad of players who have been together now for quite a long time. And while on paper they are definitely a top six squad, you do wonder whether it's just a case of after a lot of them have had two promotions, are they kind of motivated in the same way? It's a hypothetical, we'll never know the answer to, I guess. I also think that it's it's not just the, they've already done the two promotions, but it are we really underestimating what two relegations does to to people and that 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 heartbreak and that sort of misery of what is a horrible experience you know losing every week in the premier league and doing that basically twice in 3 years a lot of them have done that and the fans have had to go through that as well right so we and plus we didn't get the good bit in the middle of that as well and i think collectively it does feel like we are all sort of like taking that moment to maybe recover from everything that's gone before. Like these are players that have experienced 
losing a lot. And we are, as a crowd at home especially, have experienced losing a lot. And I think that that the whole game, I don't know, it sort of it felt to me like sort of watching on the pitch when we were coming back into the game and we were obviously playing well, but the players looked like a, a group of people that were just trying to work out what they could do all together. And they were trying things and some things were coming off. And like, and at the same time, the crowd was working that out as well and trying to, it, it felt very much for the first time in quite a long time that the crowd was really willing that group on with what they they were trying to do and sort of, I guess, relearning that, like where we are and that support and perhaps how things have changed. And it, it, did, it did very much feel like we were in flux and that things are just really trying to, we're trying to change and we're trying to, I guess, heal ourselves, which is a ridiculous thing to say, Aww. but like, and it, it will take some time. And I, I, you know, maybe it's for the best that it's not just going to happen again to all the same players. Um, but, you know, it might do because we're going to get 88 points. So. Get on the train. <laughs> Choo-choo. Also, also, um, massive, massive hindsight point here. But I do still look back at that summer after we went up the second time, and we obviously lost Buendia, we lost Skip, but also you've already mentioned Teti, Michael, plus Vrancic, plus Steeperman. That's like an entire midfield gone right there. And players, you know, I know obviously you know, we do need to. We're talking about refreshing, so if those players weren't still here, but we we haven't adequately ever really replaced. Well, you know, the, the the recruitment of our midfielders has been pretty abysmal, really, in the last couple of seasons. Sarah Nunez, I, we still hold out hope for them to improve. But I think in terms of quality within the team um, and also kind of the characters, you know, we talk about the, the shousery. We don't have a player like that, really, do we? Like in the in the way that Teti kind of would engage in some of that. So it it, it does feel like another big summer of recruitment for us. Um, and the track record lately has not been great. So, uh, yeah, let's hope let's hope they get it right this time. When we're in the Premier League. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. It goes without saying on the old 88-point train, which is still enough for second, probably. Um, well, there we go. That's, I think, summed up those three games. I can't think of anything else we need to say about any of them other than other stuff. Maybe things we are not going to talk about, such as, oh, Max on 200 appearances, which may well happen tomorrow night against Birmingham, but Stephen has already mentioned that, so that's good. Politics. No, no, it's good. It's good. Because <laughs> we, 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 we're not now going to talk about it because it's already been brought up. Although then I'd put it up again. Uh, I've just written Christos Jolis and Marquinhos, I guess, because they're the two new people, <laughs> essentially, since January. Um, I, I'm guessing Christos is still working his way back to full fitness. So let's maybe bring that one back in a few weeks' time. And Marquinhos, we are yet to see, but he it does sound promising that he'll be involved in some way against Birmingham. He picked up an injury since he's been at Norwich. He didn't come across injured because I know people like that narrative. Uh, what he did arrive as, though, is someone who had barely played any football. So um, I think it should fit have, right in. Should have probably <laughs> come with a with a with a warning for everyone that it, it wasn't going to be a uh, you know a an immediate hit the ground running kind of an arrival. I've written down here, Hugh Gill, question mark. I don't know what that is. Not a clue. <laughs> well, you, don't know what Hugh, Hugh you don't know what Hugh Gill is. <laughs> He'd already left, didn't he? Search I think, me. Last pod. So there you go. 
Uh, it was a bit unlucky to have his first Rotherham goal chalked off at the weekend for a non-existent push by someone else. <laughs> so there you go. That's a bit of, we're not going to talk about that, obviously. And uh, we're not going to talk about the fact that all of a sudden Ipswich fans seem to be seeing all my Facebook posts. So I keep getting messages saying, what am I doing seeing this? I don't know. <laughs> Speak to Facebook. I don't care and I don't know. There we go. Anyone else? Anything? Anyone doesn't want to talk about? Anyone? Floor is yours. There's, um, there's something yes, that I did. There's something that I do want to talk about, if I'm allowed, if I'm allowed to do that here. Uh, well, yes, because the, the premise of this whole section is that we're not going to talk about it, but we are, but we're going to do it really quickly. So if you talk about it quickly, by not talking about it, then that's fine. I'm strangely encouraged by the fact that um, Dimi Yanoulis' volleys from long range are getting lower and now approaching the crossbar. Yes. <laughs> give, it, give it a few more weeks and one of them is going to, going to go in. Getting his um, eye in. Exactly. But let's say on target. Yeah. Right, yeah. That, that would be a start, obviously. Um, Good one. I like that. Would, would this would this whole season be worth it if your new list just slammed a volley in from thirty five yards, Johnny House and style from a corner? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, it, I'd take I'd take the I'd take the highlight, obviously. It's, like, it's the sort of thing sort of thing when you're bumbling around in mid table, isn't it, in the championship that you get to end the season and go, that was a great moment. That yeah, one, yeah. Volley. Great. We haven't we haven't had that moment yet, so I feel like it's going to happen in the last fourteen games. I, is it two years since we had a moment? When was the last <laughs> moment? Sergeant's, um, Sergeant's scorpion kick. That was a moment, wasn't it? That was a moment. Yeah, At Watford. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a oh yeah. Josh did that. That was good. No, that, that was, was the a, only what? good thing that <laughs> happened in twelve months. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. <clears throat> Carry on. Anything else that anyone uh, doesn't want to talk about? Go on, Zoe. Um, yeah. Well, uh, two things. I suppose we're not going to talk about uh, a certain former manager uh, beating Bayern Munich at the weekend, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which was lovely, really. I had uh, to mention that in my piece at the weekend because I couldn't, you know, it's just like... Mm. Did a nice post-match interview about cake as well, which is yes, very wholesome. It, um, it, it, it feels it feels to me a bit like I mean I I imagine how it would feel if you went through a divorce and you were kind of like, you know, shacked up back in, in your parents' spare room and like flicking through social media and you saw your partner like you know on, on holiday in Antigua with their new with their new bow and the kids you know it, that's that's to me what it feels like at this point Very specific example there <laughs> um yes on valentine's night, that's valentine's right. night. and um, also just to just i don't know if um he's been held accountable yet so i just wanted to to point out ncfc numbers predicting the uh end of timu puki's norwich career and uh if he's if he's feeling bad about that um <laughs> would this have happened if you hadn't said it steve that's the question <laughs> I, the problem is I've I've already done a pivot on that and then put a bet on Timu to to be top scorer oh, after so which point he's not scored any goals so maybe maybe oh. I should just never speak of him again and like just just shut my mouth I mean I I did say that didn't I I did That's, you know oh so you still I'm want just, to be right yeah yeah I'm, I'm, pivot, right. I'm pivoting I'm pivoting background back on I was right in the, first, in the first place yeah I did a one eighty and now I've done another one so I'm back facing the way I was. <laughs> Is always, always yeah. the desired end result. Um, yes, Imagine I mean seeing um, Daniel Farker in Antigua, that would be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, well, I, yeah, he's it's, um, it's the sort of place I feel like he would rock up. Though, yeah, 
I um, bet he's got some great trunks, hasn't he? I was just going to uh, say, it's going to be budgie smugglers, isn't it? Um, yes, uh, quick. I can't get that image out of my head. Quick. Let's talk about something else that's football. Um, there were a lot of sightings of him in the sauna. Like, um, uh, no, in uh, Wyndham, I think. It was, it was, <laughs> it's not, it's not quite as exotic. The sauna but... in Wyndham. I like, um, you know, my friend would go to the gym in Wyndham and would often see Daniel Farker just kind of lording it up in the sauna around there. So I, I could imagine the, the Antigua vibes from him as well. Def- define lording it up. Is that the kind of sauna where they like smack each other with twigs? I think we should move on. Um, I was going to say, Tamu, I don't think Tamu's going to reach 100 goals, which makes me sad. Um, yeah, we go. Uh, what else I've got here? Oh, uh, Norwich City women are into the County Cup semis after beating Kings Lynn. They beat them 5 0 in the quarterfinals. They will now face Dustindale and Helsden in the semifinals. Is that one team? Wow. It's a bit greedy, doesn't it? I don't know. I, <laughs> Norwich City both at the same time. I mean, <laughs> Norwich City women competing in the Norfolk County Cup. You know, let's be honest; they they would probably beat them if they were two teams. They should do, but it's great. It's great. I think they're defending this competition. Are they? Did they win it last year? I think so. I thought they won it last year. Uh, and they play at the Nest again on Sunday against Cambridge United in the league. That's at two p.m. on Sunday. So if you've got a free time on Sunday, go along because there were four hundred and five um, at the game at the weekend, which is brilliant. Love that. Excellent. So uh, the more the merrier. And then maybe they'll get their game at Carrow Road. Maybe one day. I won't stop pushing for it. Do it. Uh, right. Are we all done with that? I think we're all done with that. Uh, any comments or questions, Steve, of an interesting nature? Uh, um, no. Um, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Neil Luther says that uh, Stephen looks like he's just won the three o'clock at yeah. with a wink face smiley. So I think it's... Uh, and and you, want it. you look like you want it which is good i can't, I can't yes. know what that actually means i'm gonna to have to have that explained i'm afraid i, I think it's a horse racing oh, right. uh, you want a horse race steve you look like a jockey it's a definite it's a clear clear compliment thanks um Compared to some comments we get okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, ben sukiyumi says we've gone from playing good football never to playing good football half the time that's progress isn't it we should be patient no and maybe that is the positive to take out of this is that, you know, we're building towards something, right? Oh, there's certainly more faith in David Wagner building something than there was before. So that's a, that's a very good starting point. And I really like, I like David Wagner. I'm enjoying talking to him and um, I like how he started personally. Did you, <laughs> did you hear him say after the whole game that he hadn't realised that we hadn't won at home since October? And was, yeah, do you I believe, do you believe? yeah definitely he he was genuinely shocked on his face i mean he, he sounded like, he sounded shocked on the radio but... he, he, he and it was quite surprising that he was shocked because you'd be like but then yeah. you sort of think well no why would he have known that because he I, know, I don't know i guess maybe just not realized then he just knew they hadn't won for a while it, uh, maybe i don't know is it like a god i didn't realize you were that yeah <laughs> no maybe what he said that he's he said he was surprised that we weren't more excited when it was one all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, it was such a great goal it. as well. It was such a great yeah. finish. That was the weirdest reaction to a goal I can remember for ages at Carrow Road. It was almost like everyone thought it had just gone wide, like, and and then suddenly it was in. It was like, oh, yep, great, yeah, great. good. Yeah. <laughs> there were there were proper celebrations at the end though. I mean, I was watching the City view from that game earlier, and like the fact that the players actually stayed out 
kind of for as long as they did in front of the Barclay and then kind of interacting with the cameras and stuff. It was definitely a lot more positive than I'd seen from like previous wins this season. So hopefully, yeah, that's a good sign as well. Definitely is. Definitely completely different, which is very good. And uh, Nolly has said that the this is the 96-97 home shirt and he <laughs> and they, Nolly, says it's pronounced long. But which, which I you know, maybe try it is. and tell you that. <laughs> and I'm not an idiot. Like I know it's not nice. It's nice. Sure so I do get it. One? But I, 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 I thought I'd heard from reliable sources that it was lens, but maybe not. I mean, I'm happy to say long, and that's because I was saying long all the time. And someone's like, well, "It's not that." Maybe so, it just used, used to belong to a man called Len. That yeah, lens. <laughs> oh, it's lens. Lens. He's still running were up. you were you sort of desperate not to do a Steve McLaren type, you know, where you kind of over exaggerating the accent? So you've just gone right down the Little England route. <laughs> I've gone to the extreme. Um, yeah, why not? Um, are we done? Any more ones, Steve? Um, I think that's probably about. It. Oh, um, oh, Matthew Richards says, Dussendale and Helsden is one club, a suburb merger they didn't <laughs> ask Sprouseson. they didn't that would have made it Dussendale and helston and sprouse i don't think you can have three can you well i mean yeah obviously i i, I did know it wasn't two teams because <laughs> that's not how football works but um i think Matthew's no, just I, trying to help you know take, so. i know i know we're all, we're, all, we're all big one happy fun family here although i have always wondered what it'd be like if you had three teams and three goals and what that pitch would anyway uh but also like geographically you know Dussendale and helston for Norwich geograph geography nerds, and not exactly next door. So you know, it's maybe that's maybe that's why Sprouston would feel would feel left out. This is golden content. Um, <laughs> just there. Look look at it on a map. Uh, answers on a postcard. That will get here. Um, right. Well, I think we're all done. Thanks for comments. Keep them coming in if if you're so inclined. Um, this hasn't been as short as I think we were all hoping. So let's instead move on to our next section, which is where we look forward to things with the comfort of John Motson. This is almost fantasy football. Yes, I couldn't possibly tell you what screams fantasy football more than the visits of Birmingham and Cardiff to Carrow Road mm. in the coming games. Um, I've written here. Anyone excited? Question mark. Yeah. Oh, now Hernandez is probably exciting. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, oh, indeed, yes. That's very true. They, they liked him until he celebrated his goal. And yes. then they didn't like him anymore. <laughs> when he celebrated. At St. Andrews. Good point. Uh, yep, so that's good. Um, Birmingham, obviously, the rearranged FA Cup game because Birmingham reached the next round of the FA Cup, not Norwich, obviously. Um, what, what are we hoping for? I feel lost, everyone. Help me. What are we, what are we hoping for here? Are we... Oh, well, oh, trying to finish in the I top mean, six. What are we trying to it's, do? It's it's just a good time to remind ourselves that we are only three points away from the playoffs. And yes, are, these are two very much winnable home games. In fact, Birmingham, we always seem to be at home. So, always, uh, so <laughs> always, never. <laughs> so we could definitely write this season off if if we don't history. win this one. Uh, and you know, Amu Pookie uh, to score a hat trick. It, it it is an opportunity, isn't it, for for Adam Eder, this? And and I think given the right service, I would hope that he can kind of you know he can get the get the goal to kind of kickstart his season. And also, I 
do think we're coming off the back of well, we're coming off the back of a really terrible game on Saturday. But in terms of the Carra Road form, I think it was probably our best game of the season on Tuesday at, at home. You know, so hopefully they can build on that, start fast, get some confidence. They came from behind in that game as well, which I think is another hurdle that they've managed to overcome. So yeah, I I, I definitely think that it. Well, I feel like we'll win on Tuesday tomorrow. Um, Saturday could be a little Birmingham. bit trickier because we always beat Birmingham it will happen again um, Saturday might be a bit trickier but if we get six points from the next two which they should probably expect to even with the injuries they've got then they're right back in the mix again ahead of two big big games against Millwall and Sunderland you see the 88 point train is flying that's what I like to what I like to see. Uh, Cardiff were terrible against Reading, but they did win with a Romain Sawyer's goal from um, the edge of his box, which was something on the opening day of this season. Dean Smith could not get his head around because every time he mentioned it, he called it a pass because Romain Sawyer's never scores. <laughs> it's like a really good goal. So, but there we go. We'll see him at Carrow Road. Um, so that's grand. Um, and yes, what was I going to ask? Come back. Oh, John Ruddy. Big John Ruddy will be back with Birmingham Stephen. He'll be in goal. A couple of little mistakes coming from John in a couple of week in a couple of recent games. But he's a lovely guy. So yeah. um, it'll be nice. He can wave to the crowd and they'll all go, yeah, big John. I'm sure it'll be good for him to see some of his old colleagues, if any of them are still there from when he was at the club. Um, I was going to say this. Do you think we're in the territory where he goes, oh, it's nice to be back. Uh, I've seen a few faces. Yeah. Not many, though. Not many left yeah. now. Do you think we're in that territory now where Possibly. there aren't many people he'd recognise? Michael McGovern? It's always Michael McGovern. Mickey McGovern, McGovern yeah. <laughs> That's the, um, the only answer. answer. Yeah. Yeah. And Delia. <laughs> and you, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The that'd three constants McGovern, Delia, one. Smith, and yeah. Daly. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> It'd be, yeah, the, the most familiar faces he sees are in the mix zone as he walks through. <laughs> so, there we go. I'll be lovely to see John. Anyway, that's good. Um, so, yeah, six points, 88 point train onwards, and um, happy days. Is that right? Do, do we yeah. think there's a question of who starts alongside Grant Hanley, given that um, Andy Omabamadeli was oh, hooked with no apparent injury at half time on Saturday? Yeah, David Wagner said he was a bit, he was tired. Um, which I think was a euphemism for he wasn't playing very well. <laughs> he kept passing uh, it to Wigan strikers. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I feel like I owe Kenny McLean a little apology because when I looked up um, for, you know, one of the like three chances Norwich decided to go, there you go. Um, I thought that Kenny had sort of overrun it. And actually, then I saw a replay and it was quite clearly just Andrew's pass was just a bit awry, wasn't it? And it wasn't really Kenny's fault necessarily, was it? Or do I need to watch it again? Well, Kenny always gives away the telltale sign of throwing his arms up in the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so usually he'll he'll let you know if it's his fault. If he's got his head in his hands, it was definitely his fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I don't feel. Maybe I don't know him an apology at all. Then was it the Josh Sargent Scorpion goal where Kenny had his head in his hands when it was being scored because he was yes. still thinking about the pass he just made? It was. Which... <laughs> Which was a really bad overhead pass, but that's okay. Because absolute classic Norwich City, that's <laughs> classic, classic Kenny. Um, yeah. So who should? Well, Ben Gibson's back. Um, he's now a dad. Congratulations, Ben. That's exciting and lovely. Um, obviously, we're not allowed to consider that when it comes to football. We can't possibly treat these people as humans. Um, How did he play, Michael, when he came on? Oh, I think he did all right. Yeah, I thought he did all right. He, I, there was one point where he had to sort of recover a situation and he did it. 
Um, I think that my concentration was waning by that point, if I'm honest. I mean, there was one point in the first half where, you know, all they had to do was play the ball over to Dimi Yanoulis and he had literally half the pitch to himself and they couldn't do it. He literally picked the worst pass. And it's like, what are you guys doing? My theory is that that entire first half was just a, a way of getting Angus Gunn back into form by just giving the ball to Wigan's attackers and going, right, get yourself a save, get yourself a decent save. And hey, to be fair, he kept doing it, didn't he? So, and, and most, um, most errors leading to shots in Europe, Norwich, or they were a couple of wow. weeks ago. Well, it's nice I to don't be envisage they're in a the better position win. now, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, literally, Watford, when I wrote that story, Watford had had given away two shots from their own errors all season. Norwich did it three times in the first half on Saturday against Wigan. Literally, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's be positive. Positive. There's lots to build on. It's all fine. Um, I've written here, attendances, question mark. I mean, I get, there will be an attendance. We're not going to do that thing again where we look around for the attendance that's on the club website. Uh, yeah. And it's it's pancake day tomorrow as well. So, you know, oh, well, you another, see, another is... reason to stay away. Lots of people, they just, you know, making pancakes at home rather than, mm-hmm. you know, going to football. We should see. Um, I, I I think I am there on set, on Tuesday. Uh, there is a sort of slight question mark over, over other work commitments, but I, I should be there. Might be a what? slightly strange. Sorry, yeah, I might. Sorry, what? So this is your job? <laughs> yeah, aren't you the athletics Norwich City correspondent? Yeah. <laughs> covering Burnley or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a new job. Okay. <laughs> My other job. Um, He's just going to announce it live on the other I might, I, <laughs> in the last ten minutes. I might, I might not get to do a, a video verdict to the end, but um, yeah, I will be at. It'll all be fine. What's yeah. the um, point of this match even happening? Yeah, I was wondering that to be honest, but you know, I see. As, as as soon as they like, as soon as the season starts petering out, you're, you're oh, off. I'm just lost. I can't concentrate on the game. <laughs> I'm annoyed about the passes. Um, and I, I will be there on Saturday, but it's my birthday <clears> on Saturday. So um, I'm, you know, expecting a cake. Um, but that'll be nice. So that's exciting on Saturday. Well, we for still me. want hot takes. It's exciting for me, no one else. <laughs> I'll be really excited. We still want those hot takes, Michael. If will you there be don't hot takes them, tomorrow? Gonna... What? Will, will there be hot takes tomorrow? Um, well, I don't know actually. It's just a bit. I, I know, I know. Maybe I shouldn't be even saying this. Maybe I'll just cut this all out. Um, I just hot, didn't want to hot takes and pancakes. Like, where, why have you not done it? Birthday cakes. <laughs> hot, take, hot takes, pancakes, and birthday cakes. There's, there's your, there's your headline for next week. I think that works. Everything in threes. Um, as people who listen to football cliches will know all about. Is that is that anything? Is there anything else left to say? Anything? Well, I did say at the start. Is there anything? What what the big hopes? The big hopes for these two home games: double double header at Carrow Road. <coughs> I can't even get my words out. I'm so excited. <laughs> double header at Carrow Road. Football. Norwich City. What do we want to see? One thing we want to see. Give me one thing that we're wishing for from these two home games. Other points. Six points. Yeah, six, six points would be nice. Six uh, points. Michael Bailey. Choo-choo. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bailey to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all these holidays earlier in the season and now know, just, yeah, just vanishing. I had all summer. Why didn't I just take that then? Why was I waiting until the start of the football season? Probably deliberately sabotaging my own job. 
absolutely um, reeling from this revelation. It, 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 well, it. Uh, Neil Luther has suggested that maybe you're going to be a reporter for... <laughs> Racing Club Lens! Racing Hello, <laughs> I'm your lens correspondent. Through the lens! <laughs> through the long, through the long, everyone, through the long. Too long. When you worked out how to pronounce it, they went, yeah, that's our guy. That was the last thing, that was the final step. No, no. Now we've got him. Although Mark Hilton suggests that maybe you're you're doing you're doing Canary Call instead. Perhaps that's oh, why you're not doing it. I'd love taste. to do it one day. I'd love to do that one day. Are you off to Antigua with Daniel Farker? Is that yeah. right? I'm <laughs> hacking my budgie smugglers as we speak. I'm not obviously because I'm doing this. Um, um, right. And sorry, Paul Frake has asked: Are you going to toss a pancake in front of the bar? <laughs> Which, I mean, would, of all of the things, I hope it's I hope it's that. Would, well, no one will be there because they'll all be busy cooking their own pancakes. But, be a flat, um, flat atmosphere then. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> that is that is too good for this podcast, Stephen. You are wasted. Um, well, yeah. So we're all looking forward to six points. The eighty-eight point train continuing. Adwat, is that straight on? Uh, isn't is that right? right. Turn it. Uh, you're right. is left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm starting to think what this is straight is... on in French. I don't know. I mean, you, you're going to need to know it, aren't you? So, uh, you yes, gonna... when I rock up at Lens. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, oh, see, this this is much more. In... I've had much more fun doing this than watching the game on Saturday. <laughs> did you listen to the verve all the way up to wigan oh okay well now it's time for kenny other business oh, okay. um, <laughs> great work <laughs> great work steve <laughs> yes um no is the honest answer Shame. what i did mm. what, all right all right what i did <laughs> so obviously i missed the bristol city trip because i was ill um so what i did was i took a period a little short period out of the journey to listen to tricky and another little period to listen to Portishead. Uh, although I did then have a debate in my head. Is it Portishead or Portishead? Portishead. Portishead. Mm. I thought it was. It's long. Lens, long. <laughs> Who knows? Tomato. So I listened to them both. And I was like, oh, this is what it would have been like if I was off to Bristol. And then I listened to Urban Hymns, um, which, was, which was nice. I hadn't heard that album in ages. So, yes, I did listen to The Verve on the way up. Um, and uh, but only urban hymns, and then on the full time whistle to celebrate the goalless draw, uh, Wigan put the only other Verve song I know, which wasn't on that album, uh, where he goes, Love is pain, love is pain, love is pain, and then it again. That one, is it called? Uh, and I was like, Oh, that's the Verve song I didn't listen to on the way up. There we go. I actually went to Porter's Head when I went to the Bristol City game. Ah. Um, and I, I found a lake and there was a toilet that only took 20p coins. Um, so I was in a spot of bother. You <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? What Where happened? The lake? Lake? Yeah, we're going to have to end the story, Stephen. What happened? Well, I just found, a, found an appropriate place to, um, you know, take care of business, make sure no one was, <laughs> no one was looking. Taking care of business. Maybe that should be, be free. It should be. Who has 20p coins anymore? Great point. That's, exactly. It seem a bit ridiculous, doesn't it? I've, I've always objected to having to pay to go to the toilet. It's just a well, you know, human function, isn't it? Yeah. You tell them, Steve. Scandalous. Won't open the door, but you say it. Uh, anyway, the point was, I did get a, I did get an email 
from uh, Mark Noloth, who I guess could be Nolly. Was it Nolly who was yes. uh, correcting Michael, me on lens? Uh, Nolly can let us know. Maybe that Hopefully. is Mark. Who knows? Maybe they're two. Maybe we've got two listeners. <laughs> um, but either way, he says, uh, um, having been uh, having been mentioned about Michael's music on away trips, I've made a playlist of hometown performers for the rest of Norwich City's away games. Wow! What a superstar you are, Mark. So obviously, I paid very good attention to this, and he's called it MB's Neuer Kopflora Tour. Kopflora Tour. Neuer. It- <laughs> Only it was in French. Only it was in MB's Neue Kopflora Tour. Kopfura. Kopfura Tour. I didn't do German. That's cool. That's obviously the legitimate excuse. Anyway, uh, Wigan, the Verve and Lamal. I didn't listen to Lamal. Uh, Millwall, Tommy Steele. Uh, Huddersfield, Saxon, who's lead singer of a band. <laughs> Stoke, Hawkwind slash Motorhead, because Lemmy. Oh, I see. This is it. So Saxon's lead singer is from Huddersfield. Uh, Lemmy is from Stoke. So that's Hawkwind and Motorhead or, or Robbie Williams. Mm. Uh, Blackburn, the Stiffs, uh, Middlesbrough, James Arthur or Arthur, sorry, Arthur, James Arthur or Chris Rear. Mm. Uh, Sam Fender's Sunderland, isn't he? Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Newcastle. Again, sorry, know. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Lens long. Um, QPR, the Sex Pistols, the Clash or the Who? That's going to be a great away trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not going. To, oh, no, maybe now is not the time to say this. I am actually off over the Easter holidays. Um, so I'm not going to Blackburn or Middlesbrough. What a half-baked Shock. man I or am. Or Birmingham or Cardiff. Shock that Michael's off. No, I am. I am there. I am both of them. <laughs> Another holiday. Uh, West Brom, Led Zeppelin for Robert Plant or Phil Linot. Linot? Oh, God. Or Dean Smith press conferences. Is that rude? <laughs> Is that mean? Um, he says, uh, sorry, and then Mark finishes. Varied styles to listen to. The tour name is German for new headphones. <laughs> oh, regards Nolly. It is Nolly. Yeah, Hello, he Nolly. Has, wow, he or she. Oh, no, it is a definitely he, he has confirmed. <laughs> don't, don't assume, in fairness. Don't assume. Uh, Nolly, thank you. Mark, though. Um, all right. We also, <laughs> also, Clive Jolly uh, on Twitter said that he would highly recommend Embrace for Huddersfield. They are from 15 minutes down the road, starting with the classic debut album, The Goodwill Out. Plus, he's seen them live 40 plus times and some huge non single released tracks. He might have um, seen uh, he might have seen friend of the podcast Dan Brigham at some of those gigs. Then I think he's he's seen times <laughs> as well, doesn't he? I think by all accounts he ran, I think he Dan was some... a lot in the WhatsApp group. I think it was thirty eight. It was somewhere between twenty and thirty. I think Dan was. Oh, I can't remember so, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I I like a bit of embrace. Well, so I dare not say that in the WhatsApp group. Um, Ashes is quite a good song. Which yeah, Ashes Gravity mm. written by Coldplay. Anyway. Um, well, I think we've suitably avoided all football talk enough. Talking and... of music, can I ask a, quest- a quick question before we yeah, finish? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Gabriel Sarah's song. Mm. Uh, I sort of both like it, but I was going to ask if it fills anybody else with a weird sense of, like, doom. <laughs> <laughs> My whole so, body um... fills with this sort of sense of dread when it's sort Why? of so mourn- it's so mournful, that sort of build up to it and it yeah i sort I of have, can't get it out of my head but also it makes me feel a bit weird 
I had a lovely chat with uh, with Gabriel Sara after the whole game, which is really nice because honestly, that guy's English. From the fact that he didn't speak a word of English to the last really good conference we had with him, and he did everything through the interpreter, which may have been a confidence thing, obviously, which is fair enough. Um, it was brilliant. It was so good, and that I think says so much about him. So I was really, I was proud of him. I have no, not that connection to him, but I was just generally stood in front of him, going, "I'm very proud of you as a human, one human to another." Um, that was a nice Valentine's treat. Uh, so that was good. And I, I asked him about his song and he was like, no, he didn't have a song, his own song in Sao Paulo. And um, so he's like, it's great. And he'd heard it and he, he loved it. I can't remember how it goes um, or the well, word. I know. It's, oh. it's voulez-vous, isn't it? Which I'd never, has anyone ever had a chant to voulez-vous? Gabriel, Sarah. It's number 17, best we've number ever seen. 17. And we bought him from Brazil. Isn't and it? we bought him from Brazil. Okay. Gabriel. <laughs> Sarah. Okay. It's the, yeah. it's the Brielle bit that makes me feel a bit funny inside. <laughs> oh. The rest of it's fine. <laughs> I just wanted to get it out because it oh, makes me feel it's, it's, it's the safe I also, space. Um, I also have a question on uh, related to chance which is um, the one since I was young, I follow the NCFC, the team for me, which um, got a lot of action at Bristol City away. Um, and I, I joined in a couple of times before remembering that I've only followed the NCFC since I was 22. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm 25 for my sins. Um, so do I get to sing it or not? Absolutely not. Um, this word should never be leaving your mouth, Stephen. What you're doing. <laughs> you should stand there in silence, and if anyone asks, just tell them that it will be fine. Okay. Um, yes, that that oh. is a chant that goes on and on. <laughs> but you know, if if you were stood at Wigan, you'd be wanting to sing that for a long time. Is there a danger of it replacing on the Ball City because it's so easy to sing? That's what I'm worried about. Well, on the Ball City is, in my view, disgracefully getting merged into the kickoff, which uh, it should be. Yes, the referees but... do not show us enough respect in this division, do they? No, no. <clears throat> it's uh, it, and it used to be like now they've got to fit. They've got to fit too much in at the start of the game. I think. I think we need to ditch the um, what's the white stripes thing, green yellow army thing. That mm -hmm. that can go. Get on the Ball City, back out front and center. And yeah, we'll, we'll again. Agreed. And I think my connection has just gone down. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that is your Wi-Fi connection saying end this now. Uh, starting, you've come full three sixty there, Steve. Um, is how we started this pod, and I think we should probably end it. We've done very well to go on more than an hour, um, which is not something I normally say, but <laughs> we have indeed. I think we're done. There's no more. Is, are there any more comments? Um, requiring attention uh, uh even if there are i don't know whether i'm gonna have the uh capacity with my my current situation to pull them up michael so i would like I to uh, share a story with your with your listeners before we depart which is um i actually sort of met steve once before um a few years ago oh well, there we go. <laughs> what did he do oh, this no. is excellent was it in a sauna no it wasn't no. <laughs> it was um what? The the, uh, the Black Horse Pub, which I believe is NR three. Um, oh, what a pub! By the way, NR, shout out NR, to the Black NR two. But apologies, the postcode wars here. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, shortly after the first COVID lockdown, I think, and I was there with Dan, who's the head of media at Norwich, and Callum and Rowan, who used to work there. 
and um, I needed needed to go to the loo, so I went inside. Um, recurring theme. The men's recurring <laughs> theme. <laughs> I have a toilet problem. The men's toilet was closed, so I thought, you know, desperate times, call for desperate measures. Again. Um, I went, <laughs> I'm really worried now. I don't even remember this. 20p. Give me your 20p. (laughs) I went went into the women's toilet and um, saw none other than NCFC numbers himself. Wow. Then I went outside and explained what happened. And Dan said, well, how do you know what NCFC numbers looks like? And why were you both in the women's toilet? But... Am I, uh, am I being pranked here? I can't, I can't, work, I can't work out what's happening. Wow. I should say that. I've got the CCTV footage yeah. here. Yeah, I, I think my wife uh, is breaking, breaking up again. Um, well, thank you for sharing. I, I am completely nonplussed by that because can I just state on the record, I don't normally hang around in ladies' toilets. <laughs> Well, I think Mike is the only person on here who's who's not used to a woman's toilet unless you've got something to say. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't, not not consciously. Who Maybe knows? Uh, Neil <laughs> Neil Luther says, "Has Michael actually got a job? Has he been fired?" I mean, My thoughts exactly. In fairness, that would be what would ha- I'd be like. No, no one must find out. You know, if I keep doing the hot takes well enough, maybe I can make a living off that. You could still do the podcast, even if you didn't have a job at The Athletic. So that's Yeah, fine. just keep doing this. Although I think I might have just been cancelled for <laughs> hanging out in ladies' toilets, <laughs> so I won't, I won't be joining you next week, I'm afraid. No, no, it needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, how exciting. Oh, one more, one more from Ben Sukiyumi, because this is good. In a match, if you could have a bonus when you could bring on an animal as a 12th player for five minutes, which animal would you choose and why? Oh, that's a good question. It's a great question, isn't it? Because do you go for the animal that's just going to eat the opposition or one that could do something with the football? I, mean, I don't know which animal that would be. <laughs> or both. You need, a, you need an animal that's going to do... Crocodile? An elephant. An elephant. elephant? Oh, it's not going to be very mobile, is it? Mm, uh, no. Chimpanzee? I mean, monkey could probably run off with the ball and also attack, you know, people. <sighs> Kangaroo. Kangaroo. Oh, yeah. That's I bet if you shot. played it, I bet if you played a kangaroo at the back, it wouldn't give the ball away as much as Arsenal <laughs> did in the first half on Saturday. <laughs> it could absolutely smack the ball in with its tail as well. And a lot of kangaroos are absolutely stacked as well, aren't they? That's a fair point. It's all that I training. Think it's a canary. I mean, you see the the longevity, the amount of years that canary has had the control of the ball. Um, it's just incredible. That's true. Right? Yeah, trapped yeah. it beautifully. Yeah. Ah, yes. Well, on that note, that's a great question, Ben. Thank you so much. Um, I think we're done, aren't we? Should we move on to whatever it is that we're doing Uh, next? And end this before someone else comes up with another anecdote (laughs) that involves me. (laughs) Or toilets. That's all. Uh, Well, in that case, may I say that is it for another on the ball. The Norwich City podcast that would not dream of missing the rest of the season for the world. <laughs> I've written that. I've written that before. I've literally said I'm missing about three games. <laughs> oh. There's only about three games left. <laughs> I'm a, a parody of myself. Um, if you're yet to do so, make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice to the podcast, which is available free for everyone on your usual player. And we stream the recording of the podcast live in video form on my social media channels each Monday evening. Have a search. 
I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, ratings and reviews, wherever prompted, are always hugely appreciated. And if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals, sting me a direct message on Twitter. The handle is at Michael J. Bailey. As for this evening, a big thank you to our guests tonight. They are Stephen. <laughs> Stephen Wright. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's a wonderful debut, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you'll come on again. Yep, it's, it's been a pleasure. And if Steve will allow me to come on again, then I'd be more than happy to. As long as we don't have to meet in person, that's fine. <laughs> well, no, that would have to be in the women's toilets, obviously. Yes. Uh, Zoe, thank you as always for joining us and being so wonderful. Thanks for having me again, Michael. It's always a pleasure. Steve, top work. Thanks. Thank, thank you, Michael. I look forward to uh, informing you what happened in those those two games this week. <laughs> Uh, when we when we do this I'm going to be at them both I am going to be at them both sure yeah nice see you there I better take a selfie of them uh, oh I haven't taken a selfie for the pod have I let me do that now while we're saying goodbye I mean this is just completely ramshackle everyone smile on there there's me in my lens shirt oh there's a my uncle's picture better not be in the background basically it's a uh, it's a picture um, of uh, a certain religion um, with the faces of Daniel Farker, Delia Smith, Wes Hulan, and Emmy Buendia transposed on. So some people might not like to see that. But my uncle's a great artist. It's fine. Oh, God. Right. Um, yeah, so thank you, everyone. Uh, <laughs> this might be the last podcast we ever do. Uh, we'll be back next Monday, possibly, for another installment of On the Ball, the Norwich City podcast that toes a pretty fine line. Um until then, and quite aptly, never mind the danger. <laughs>